So that NFL coaching carousel has definitely picked up again, eh? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, general ladies, this is Brandon Lewis from Brandon's World, the executive host, producer, founder of Brandon's World. This is Friday, January 26, 2024. Jim Arbaugh is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Dave Canales is the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It sounds like Ben Johnson will be the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. It sounds like Dan Quinn will be the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. And so we are here today to essentially break down all of the coaching candidacies that have occurred this NFL coaching cycle, as I did not get a chance to do it this week on our regular Tuesday and Thursday of Brand World. As always, we are in collaboration with the one and only Voltage Live. In the description below, you can find the Voltage Live website, as long as all of my social media links, as well as, of course, me and Josh Unger. We go head to head every Tuesday night on a show we call Championship Rings, debating all things sports. But I want to talk about mainly Jim Harbaugh, because I defended Jim Harbaugh when he was at Michigan. I defended Jim Harbaugh all year, even through the quote-unquote cheating scandal that they went through. The NCAA was going to punish him even more this season, and I think it became very clear once the scandal sort of came out that this would be Jim Harbaugh's last year at Michigan. And it also was very clear that, by the way, no matter if Michigan cheated or not, as I will say countless times, and as I'll probably say for the last time here, Michigan was boat racing people and putting in their backups most of the year by the third quarter. Outside of Ohio State, Alabama, and you can make an argument, Washington in the national championship game, though they really downed most of that game. Maybe the Maryland game, you know, was tight weight, but for the most part, Michigan was the best and most dominant team in college football all year round. And it was time for Jim Arbaugh to weave. And this is the perfect job opening for him. The Los Angeles Chargers. You have a great quarterback in Justin Herbert. Two great receivers in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Great left tackle in Rashawn Slate. Defense out of the ball. You have great defensive ends in Joey Bosa. They're probably going to have to move off Khalil Mack, but you have a good safety in Derwin James. Jim Arbaugh's expertise now will obviously be the draft, as he knows a lot of college uh, skill sets. I think what the Chargers need to do, they need to go out, they need to address the offensive line. You may need to get a running back to replace Austin Eckler, but you need to address the secondary. A little bit of the defensive line, there's somebody opposite of Bosa, maybe you move off Khalil Mack, but mostly focus on that offensive line and getting the coaching and the collaboration part here down because the Chargers have one of the most talented rosters in the National Football League. They just need the coach now to put it all together. Jim Arbaugh coached on the West Coast with the Niners. He coached on the West Coast with Stanford. I think his energy, his personality, his brightness, they will all lean towards Justin Herbert and the Chargers organization, who I think will take a major step forward in 2024. Antonio Pierce with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now they have a general manager, Tom Telesco, who was the former Chargers general manager. And we all know, again, what Tom Telesco built with that Charger roster. And even if the Chargers have been chargering for years, they've always had a very good roster, whether it was Philip Rivers, Justin Herbert. Now it's going to be on Tom Telesco to find that next franchise quarterback. Which, again, for the Raiders, you have Josh Jacobs, you have Devontae Adams, 
You have Jacoby Myers. You have Michael Meyer. You have Colton Miller at left tackle. Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson as foundational defensive ends. Their fixes need to be on the offensive line and in the secondary. For New England, they obviously bring in Gerard Mayo, who I said countless times I would have gone out. I would have got Ben Johnson. Uh, I think that they need a culture shift, you know, from the New England way, the Bill Belichick way, to just a brand new identity, brand new organization. Start over. But I'll say this. I think Gerard Mayo is a very confident head coach. I think he's got the respect of the locker room, and I think that he is a little bit more progressive than Belichick in terms of just, you know, they're going to let the general manager do their thing. He's going to be a little bit more progressive, knowing that they need to bring in an offensive scheme. Um, I think Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, both quarterbacks there are on the table. And so if I'm New England, you know, this free agency period and this draft, their defense is pretty good. Gonzalez got hurt last year. Matthew Judon got hurt last year. And they were still a top five, top ten defense of the week. They lost three games last year where their defense gave up ten or less points. That's pretty impossible to do. Uh, they need a whole new receiving core. You may want to move off, you know, Hunter Henry as well at tight end and get a younger tight end. Where Madre Stevenson's a good running back, I would move off Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's past his prime. Quarterback, you obviously going to move off Mac Jones, and I would move off Bailey Zappi as well. I'd basically get an entire new offense, and I think they need to find a really good, sharp offensive coordinator to manage that side of the ball. Let Gerard Mayo handle the defense, and they could be more successful, though they are in a very tough AFC. We already know, you know, what we have with Buffalo and Miami. Uh, we already know Kansas City, obviously, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Houston, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, you know, Chargers, uh, the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers is back in healthy. There's a lot of competition there in that conference. So I don't know how great they're going to be in a stacked conference, but they're probably going to be better than what they were last year. I'm fascinated to see what what uh what uh Brian Callahan does. Of course, the former offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. Of course, his father, uh longtime Bill, his father, longtime offensive line coach, uh is staying with the Browns, it sounds like. You know, he was a head coach but with the Raiders. I think that NFC, you know, they need a culture reboot. It's why I defended firing Mike Vrabel. They never got the quarterback right. They were a very run-resilient team with Derrick Henry. Once they got rid of A.J. Brown and DeAndre Hopkins did not help a lot with this because Trayvon Burks is, you know, a first-round receiver has been a bust. But once you got rid of A.J. Brown, there was no over-the-top element. Will Levis, to me, is not a franchise quarterback. Malik Willis, I don't think he's a franchise. I think he could be a decent backup with the right coaching. I think Tennessee won with an interesting, higher offensive-minded guy, but that team is essentially in a rebuild. You know, Jeffrey Simmons is getting older. Could you move off him and get, you know, more picks to sort of rebuild the defensive line? You need to rebuild the offensive line. You're going to need a whole new receiving core. You're going to need a, a new quarterback. This team is essentially the Carolina Panthers in my opinion, who were winning mostly just because of toughness and defense, which is what Mike Rabel brings. Speaking of the Panthers, 
they end up obviously bringing in Dave Canales. Now, I would work with Bryce Young for one more year, but Carolina needs to go out. They need to give him weapons. Again, Carolina and Tennessee, very similar teams to where I need to see them go out and get wide receivers, get tight ends, get offensive line. Carolina has a very good defense. Would you be willing to move off a of Brian Burns or a Jeremy Chitt to go out and get a weapon? You know, is it Stephon Diggs available from Buffalo? Is it Devontae Adams available from Vegas? Is there, you know, a T. Higgins, excuse me, that you would just pay a ton of money to to be your number one wide receiver? Those are things that Carolina is going to do to get Bryce Young back to success. But Dave Canales helped Geno Smith. Two years ago in Seattle, he helped Baker Mayfield this year. Now he's going to help Bryce Young. And knowing that division, I think, will help. It's a very interesting hire from a Carolina perspective. We'll see if he can deal with, obviously, Dave Tepper. So Seattle, then, it sounds like it's going to go with Dan Quinn. Now, a lot like New England. New England, the continuity of Bill Belichick to Gerard Mayo. Seattle, continuity from Pete Carroll to Dan Quinn. I would go in a completely different direction here. I would have gone with an offensive mind. I think Bobby Slovak, the Texans offensive coordinator, would be a great fit here. I just think, you know, Seattle, unlike New England's roster, and Seattle being in the NFC is a little bit of a weaker conference. I think Seattle is ready to win. I mean, Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, the two tackles are, are really young and good. You know, defensive side of the ball, they need more pass rush. Uh, obviously, the, the the two great corners, uh, Witherspoon and Tariq Warren. You got Jamal Adams at safety. So, really, the biggest fix there outside of quarterback is defensive line, which I feel like you can get pass rushers. Seattle's generated a good enough pass rush, but you need to figure out who your next quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Michael Penix? Is it going to be, a you know, somebody from free agency? Is it going to be another guy in the draft? Seattle is ready to win outside of quarterback, uh, and that's why we're going with an offensive-minded coach. For Washington, they are very similar to where, again, Terry McCorn, uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Offensive line is a little weaker than Seattle, but obviously after they traded away, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. You still have uh, Durant and Jonathan Allen in there as defensive tackles. They need a lot of work in their secondary, and they obviously just need a culture boost after what Dan Schneider did to that organization for many years. So Ben Johnson, offensive mind, the most important thing for Washington at this point is Sam Howard, a good seven, eight games of the year. Now we don't think he's the future of the franchise. With you having the number two overall pick, who does Ben Johnson take as his potential quarterback? I would think Drake May. The, the Chicago situation is really interesting, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, the Atlanta job is the one I really want to dive into because that is a real fascinating job. You're in a weaker division where I don't think Dennis Allen is going to survive the year next year as the Saints head coach, and I don't think Derek Carr is going to survive the year of quarterback. Now with Dave Canales out of Tampa, how good will Baker Mayfield do? Still got those two good receivers, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Will they run the football more? That's one area where Tampa Bay struggled. You got a great left tackle in Tristan Wirfs. Still a great defense led by Todd Bowles. Will Baker Mayfield still be the answer in year two? That's the biggest question for me. 
for Tampa. And then obviously, I think we can all acknowledge Carolina is in a rebuild. Well, Atlanta has better players than New Orleans. They have better players than Carolina, and they arguably have better players than Tampa at the skill position. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson. I would argue a little bit uh, better offensive line. Chris Rinstrom is an all-pro guard. Defensively, Jesse Bates, Calais Campbell is still there. Atlanta won seven to eight games this year with a act of a coach in Arthur Smith. They need a quarterback upgrade. Taylor Heineke is not the answer. Neither is Desmond Ritter. My concern about Bill Belichick going to Atlanta is Bill does not have a good feel for the quarterback, even if they were to get a veteran like a Kirk Cousins, which has been rumored. Kirk Cousins is a lot like Dak Prescott. Very good regular season quarterback. We don't know how great he is in the postseason. Could Kirk Cousins and Bill Belichick win a Super Bowl together? I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, there's not that many quarterbacks up for trades either this year. I think Atlanta would be better off going into the draft, securing one of those quarterbacks, and again, going with a young offensive-minded coach. Um, you know, Bobby Slovak, I think, is the hot name right now outside of Ben Johnson, obviously the Texans OC. There's a lot of changes when it comes to, obviously, offensive coordinator job. Shane Waldron takes over for Will Getze in Chicago. Vic Vangio is the D.C. now, goes to Philly. Sounds like Brandon Staley. Make him over, you know, former Chargers head coach. Make him over and replace Vic Vangio in that role. But I'll say this as we sort of wrap up the NFL coaching carousel podcast today. Jim Arbaugh, to me, is definitely going to work for the Chargers. I think Antonio Pierce is a really good head coach for, for the Raiders. Though if Sean Payton gets his quarterback in Denver, they may still be fourth in that division. Tennessee, we'll see how quickly Brian Callahan can obviously turn that puppy around. Same thing with Gerard Mayo in New England, and same thing with uh, Dave Canales in Carolina. I think they have huge repos on their hand. I think Ben Johnson would be a hell of a hire for the Washington Commanders. He would scare me as an Eagles fan. Dan Quinn, I think, will win games, though I don't think it would change a lot in Seattle. And then, obviously, the big one here with Atlanta, who I do think will eventually end up as Bill Belichick as their head coach. But the biggest question for them will be, will Bill have control? A lot like Jim Arbaugh will have control with the Chargers. And can Atlanta get their quarterback right? I think the NFL, along with the NBA that I've talked about recently over the last week in the NBA, there has never been more talent and better teams in the national football. The AFC... I'll name you just teams. Bills, Dolphins, Jets with Aaron Rodgers. You have Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert. You have Sean Payton, who if they get a good quarterback, they won eight games with bad quarterback play last year with, with Russell Wilson. And so did Antonio Pierce with really no quarterback play with the Raiders. Cleveland and what Kevin Stefanski did with those four quarterbacks. Pittsburgh will always be in the mix. Baltimore, obviously, Cincinnati, AFC South, love what Shane Steichen's doing. Doug Peterson has Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. C.J. Stroud, you know, with, with uh, D'Amico Ryans in Houston. I think Tennessee could theoretically be the worst team in the AFC next year. And again, it depends on what New England does at the quarterback position. NFC, 
Washington will certainly get an upgrade. I think the Giants could decline if they don't get a new quarterback. But obviously, Philadelphia, Dallas, still at the top. Rams are going to be better with their improving players. Arizona has a lot of picks in their ward just to be improving. To go along with Seattle, San Francisco. We know Chicago is going to get Caleb Williams, which is going to be fascinating to see how that team turns out. Uh, Detroit and Green Bay, we know are very good. We know Minnesota with Kirk Cousins is always very competitive. Like, you look around this league, I think Carolina is going to probably have one more bad year. I think the Saints could potentially have a bad year. Atlanta, I think, is on the rise if they get the quarterback right. So there's not a ton of bad teams anymore in the National Football League. There's some situations where, again, New England, if the quarterback doesn't work out, Tennessee, you know, Carolina. But the bad teams this year, I think, are going to be the bad teams again next year. Uh, but as the NFL turns me more and more quarterback-centric, and this year's draft, I got to tell you, is fascinating. Uh, I am already starting to do mock drafts. Now, I only do one official mock draft each year. But I've already started to dive into it, uh, you know, using the trades. There's many different options for teams at the top. You know, there's Marvin Harrison Jr., obviously. There's Drake May. There's Gable Williams. There's Bo Nix. There's Michael Penix. There's J.J. McCarthy. And some of these teams, you know, Arizona with Tyler Murray, are they going to trade the pick? Are they going to take a receiver? You know, Atlanta, do they get a quarterback in free agency? Do they focus in the draft on a quarterback? There's so many different scenarios that this NFL offseason is going to be fascinating, and I'm excited to discuss it with all of you. Chargers, congratulations for getting Jim Arbaugh. I think it's going to be a home run hire. I'm excited for it. I've always been a Harbaugh guy. So, guys, I think this NFL coaching hires the free agency, the draft. It's going to be such an exciting offseason. Philadelphia is going to hire a new offensive coordinator as well. The Browns are going to hire a new offensive coordinator. Pittsburgh is going to hire a new offensive coordinator. So there's a lot of changes still to come. There's a reason why we've been doing all of these bonus podcasts lately because there's so much news in the coaching ranks. I'm sure I'll maybe come out with another one if Bill Belichick does indeed get hired by Atlanta. With that, I hope you enjoy conference championship weekend. Obviously, enjoy the Royal Rumble as I've talked about with you. We'll see you back on Tuesday. Thank you for watching and listening. Once again, we are in collaboration with the one and only Voltage Live. Check out all the social media links in the description below. And peace.